The Business of Portland podcast. Every week, editor Vance Tong, reporter Joseph Gallivan, and reporter Stephanie Basiliga bring you an insider's look at some of the stories affecting Portland's business community. The Business of Portland podcast is brought to you by Pamplin Digital Media. Hyperlocal broadens its reach. Now your community news partner can help your business get a better return on investment when you advertise to your target market. If you are interested in learning more, please email us at digital at pamplinmedia.com. Now, here's Business Tribune reporter Stephanie Basiliga. Hi, I'm business reporter Stephanie Basiliga. I am here with Rosa Martinez, and Rosa is the owner of PMG Abatement, but she is also the president of an organization called Latino Built, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, Rosa. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you for agreeing to talk with me about this new trade association. So Latino Built has been around for just about eight or nine months now. Is that correct? Actually, it's been around less than that. So, it's really new. Yeah, it's really new. It's. Um, I think that we have officially have been actively in business about maybe six months or so. Wow. So it's, uh, it's fairly new and we're very thrilled with the response that we're getting out there in the community of the organization. So what exactly is Latino Build and why did you guys decide to start it and who started it? Well, Latino Build is a nonprofit organization, and the nonprofit purpose is to support and empower Latino-owned businesses in construction. Latino Build was started by my frustrations <laughs> in the construction industry and having conversations with my colleagues in construction. I've been in business for, you know, a little over 17 years. And, you know, I've been around and sat on a lot of boards and a lot of nonprofits that have really good intentions of helping contractors and changing policy. And something was still missing. Mm-hmm. We weren't getting our voices heard. And you know, talking to one of my colleagues over lunch, and, you know, she's on the residential side as well. And, you know, we're two ladies, two women, two Latinas in a very dominant, male-dominant industry, which is construction. Who are running very successful companies, right? You've been pretty good at competing. Yeah, we've been pretty good at competing. And, you know, I'm we're over here, you know, st- you know, co- sharing our stories over lunch. It was like, okay, we need to do something about this. <laughs> what do we do? And um, as a result of that, we say, you know, we're gonna put our heads together and um, we're gonna create a change. And nobody's gonna create it for us. If we want to see a change, we have to be part of the change. And that's um, how I was able to, you know, go back to all my colleagues in the industry. And everybody felt the same way. So we have an amazing eight founding members that are also contractors and they're Latinos. They're all hands-in and very supportive of the organization. That's how we started. So what are some of the challenges that Latino contractors are facing that may be unique to them that you kind of hope to be able to help them with? Well, one of the biggest things is training. One of the gaps that I see a lot in the industry is, you know, there's not a lot of resources for workers in the workforce or, you know, for employers where to send their workers and their supervisors to additional training. There is a lot of training out there, but it's not in the language that they really understand. You know, most of our uh, Latino contractors, English is our second language, mm-hmm. and um, there's not a lot of resources out there where, you know, we feel comfortable sending our employees to a training that they're going to comprehend 100%. So there's a lot of need for that out there. So so when you're talking about training, what areas of, of training would this apply to? I know you had mentioned safety. Is a yeah, issue. we're talking about, you know, safety. 
there are some literature out there that OSHA offers, but I think that it, it has to be more than that. It has to be like in a classroom setting where, you know, people interact with the trainer and they really could understand where they're coming from. They understand the language. There's like OSHA 10-hour classes that are not easily available out there or the 30-hour OSHA class in Spanish is not available out there. You know, I've looked and there's there is some, but it's very limited or it's really far. It's not here locally. There's a lot of safety things that we, we're missing on. And the thing is that, you know, one of the biggest things, for instance, for me and for any contractor, I think it's like, what do you do when OSHA knocks on your door, right? <laughs> it's, it's a scary thing for everybody. Yeah, it's- I had that experience. And it's like, wow, it's very scary. So it's like, do they have trainings out there to let contractors know? It's like, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, we know how to answer their questions. You, we don't feel intimidated when we see OSHA and that we feel confident that we're doing things right when we know that OSHA shows up and first thing in their mind is like, you're guilty day one. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So. Right. And sometimes, I mean, it really is. They're, they're checking. They want to make sure that everybody is safe. Um, right. But you don't always necessarily feel that Right. And as employers, we do our best. You know, we, of course, I see my employees as my family, you know, and I want to make sure that they're coming back safe and and all peace. And, you know, we send them to trainings and everything. But I think that having that extra cushion in Spanish and making sure that those employees do really comprehend everything and that they're following through on everything, I think that that's you know, do you see yourselves working as kind of a liaison with OSHA, or would you actually be providing the training? Where does Latino Built fit in with yeah. that kind of? Well, sort of we thing? don't want to reinvent the wheel. We definitely want to partner up and ally with other trade associations or anybody out there that is really wanting to target the Latino population mm-hmm. in, in construction. So we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We just want to look at, you know, how do we improve the current systems that are in place that are not working for everybody and it's only targeting a few. You held a roundtable in August or September, is that correct? Yes. And what was the focus of that? It sounds like you had a pretty good turnout for it. Yes, we did. City of Beaverton is very interested in getting more participation for their minority contractors, their Latino community. Washington County is a very diverse community, and they were really wanting to know from the community what are their struggles, why aren't they bidding on their projects. So they wanted this community engagement and feedback from them, and that's what we did. How did it go? Oh, it went really well. I mean, we're, we're now planning phase two. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. What else do you um, have coming up with training? Do you have some, some training that will be programs that you have coming up now or at the beginning of the year? Yes, we do. On our website, we have a, a list of events that are coming up. We also have a bunch of events that we, as a result of exposure that we're getting out there, there is a lot of trainings out there and events that are really good for our membership and contractors and Latinos. So we have a rolling list of events that are coming up. The membership, we meet quarterly, mm-hmm. and then we have events every month, Q&A sessions and workshops. So staying tuned in our website with more information. Does someone have to be a, a Latino contractor to be a member, or do you have other levels of membership? So, like, if I were a you know a business uh, like a supporting service or something, do you have levels for people like that? Oh yeah, I mean, I think that anybody that is supporting and committed to helping Latino 
the organization that um, our vision and mission that support the organization they're welcome to become members the whole idea is to support the mission and the vision of Latino Belt so it doesn't have to be someone that is Latino but someone that really cares for our community and wants to help our members um, so so companies even bigger companies that are looking to build positive relationships. Oh, yeah. We have, um, you know, partners like Prosper Portland. They're one of our partners, and we're trying to work with them. And how do we get our membership, our contractors more engaged in their projects? We have Kiwit Construction, that they're one of our partners. Yeah. yeah. We have Howard is Right, that is one of our partner contractors and we're trying to impressive partners there yeah we have pretty good impressive partners and you know they're very supportive of the organization and uh, they want to build those relationship with those latino contractors and provide opportunities wonderful so the website is www.latinobuilt.org okay so latinobuilt.org yes okay is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think is important to mention no, I think we pretty much cover everything. All right. So, Latino Built, www.latinobuilt, all one word, dot org. Yes, that's correct. correct. All right. Rosa, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to talking with you in the future, maybe a year from now, to find out how your group has grown. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you. The Business of Portland podcast has been brought to you by Pamplin Digital Media. Hyperlocal broadens its reach. Now your community news partner can help your business get a better return on investment when you advertise to your target market. If you are interested in learning more, please email us at digital at pamplinmedia.com. The Business of Portland podcast is produced by the Pamplin Media Group, Oregon's largest locally owned source of news and advertising. For more business news, pick up a copy of the Business Tribune, Tuesdays in standalone racks, and Thursdays in the business section of the Portland Tribune. Or to hear more of our podcasts, go to biztrib.com.